0: Welcome to the podcast. We're kicking off the fourth season of the podcast, a space designed to have raw, real, and authentic conversations around health and wellness, featuring none other than our incredible Pure Ambassadors of Wellness. Hey, Bulldogs. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Melissa Norris, health educator over at the Student Health and Counseling Center. And I have with me two of our peer Ambassadors of Wellness who will introduce themselves. My name is Andy. I'm Jalen. Awesome. So today we're talking about challenges. Uh, It's funny because I think when you start college, you expect there's going to be challenges, right? They happen. They're part of life. Uh, But those challenges can be a lot and kind of can really uh, affect how our day-to-day life goes on. So talk to me a little bit about what your experience has been like up to this point when it comes to some of the challenges you're facing as a college student.
1: Okay, um, I'll go first. So I have two kiddos at home and um, just balancing mom life and student life has been quite the challenge for me. Um, each semester is a little different. This semester I found
0: that um, just kind of finding that balance was pretty difficult. Oh Yeah, yeah kids definitely can, can shake things up a little bit, but when you're trying to do that as a college student, kudos to you. It's a lot of work. How about
2: you, Jalen? Yeah, I got a lot of my knowledge of college from movies and stuff, and honestly it's nothing like how it is in movies, like I thought it was just like, oh, smooth sailing, like here and there there's going to be a few challenges, but I was like, oh, they make it look so easy, and then I get to college and then I was just like, wow, this is an awakening, I was not expecting all of this, all so fast paced, so yeah, it was definitely an adjustment period.
0: That's funny you said that because I hadn't thought about that, but how much of our image of what college life is supposed to be like comes from the movies we're watching or the TV shows that we observe? It is. It's different. Yeah, and you guys are both seniors, right? So you're graduating coming up very soon. I imagine that adds a whole other layer when it comes to the challenges and stressors you're facing. Yeah, um, so for me personally, I have to consider
1: uh, my credential program. I'm going into teaching. There's tons of options between um, just a traditional student teaching or residency. And then all of their, there's 12 steps to complete just to apply to our credential program. So, and of course they all have their own deadlines and due dates and time frames and
0: uh, yeah. That's intense 12 steps. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I would imagine it's not just the deadlines you have to account for. It's like setting the deadline before the deadline for yourself, right? Right,
1: right. Um, one of the steps, it's uh, getting your certificate of clearance. And it takes eight to ten weeks. And you have to have that before you apply. And it's just like, uh, it's out of my hands at that point, And I'm just like, okay, well, I hope it comes back. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's a struggle to uh, just manage the deadlines that come before the deadlines and
0: make sure that the list continues to go on successfully. Not to mention that you do well in the classes and the assignments. You're still right. juggling on top of that before you get to that credential program, right? Right. Still gotta pass your classes. Yeah. yeah. And take care of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen, how about you? Uh,
2: yeah, so this past weekend actually I did like a little seminar for getting us prepared for graduating. and. Even that, like I wasn't expecting is like, oh, you got to make sure you do this. And even if you apply to the just the ceremony in general, you still have to apply for your actual degree, which I'm glad I took the time to attend this um, seminar because I had no idea about that. And then on top of that, um, I'm a psychology major, so I need to kind of figure out which Uh, master's program I want to go into so that's also something I'm looking into on top of going into classes and stuff because I also have an exam today so that that (laughs) was definitely definitely an adjustment period but you know I'm working on it. Yeah
0: well it does it has a whole different layer because now you're not only thinking about your present day and getting through like the assignment let's say in this week or this day but it's okay what am I doing in another semester after I graduate, what applications do I need to complete? What letters of recommendation do I need to ask for? I mean all those steps are just layers and layers on top of what you're already juggling as a student. Well and like you're talking about all the assignments you're juggling, we went to social media and asked our followers how many assignments are they juggling on a regular basis and 48% so almost half of our followers are saying that they've got five or less assignments that they're juggling but that next 30% have six to 10. I can't imagine having that many pieces that you're juggling on a regular basis. Is that pretty average for you guys right now?
2: Yeah, I would say that's pretty um, consistent with what I'm going through right now. Like like I said before, I had my exam, but I also have another quiz for another class that's also due today. So on top of that, I also have some some writing assignments. So I think just trying to figure out which one should do first, and then having to deal with like, oh, I need sleep.
0: Oh, yeah, that thing called sleep. <laughs> it's kind of important in there.
1: Yeah, um, I'm right on par with um, the social media response we got. Uh, at the start of this weekend, I had 16 assignments. Um, so that was pretty rough. And last night, I, had to, I looked into the late work policy for a class and decided to work smarter, not harder. There's a five-day grace period with no point deduction, so those assignments will be late. Good for <laughs> you
0: though. Self-care comes first sometimes. Absolutely, and I'm glad you said that because I think too often when we're talking about all the units we're juggling and the assignments, it's easy to let self-care go by the wayside. And you're right, if you can be smart about it and look at like, where can I have a little extra time and space, I love that. And and kudos to your faculty for having that policy so that it allows students to have that option because I know I took some classes here that they did not have that grace period. So when you can take advantage of it, I think that's fantastic. All these things that you guys are juggling, I think it can be hard sometimes to kind of hit that breaking point. You get to that point where everything is just up to here. And I think sometimes getting out of that overwhelmed feeling or out of that stuck space and changing your mindset can be really challenging.
1: Definitely, Um, I did go through a point early in my, in my Fresno State journey where I couldn't do it. Had myself a couple mental breakdowns and realized that college was just not for me at that time. And I took a step back. I dropped out for three semesters and I had friends remind me uh, of some statistics that it was pretty unlikely that I would come back to college and that I would get my degree. Uh, and so I wanted to prove them wrong. I used that as my motivation and I wanted my kids to see that it's important to complete your higher education. Um, I didn't want to give up on my goals. I needed to set that example for my kids and also prove to my friends that statistics aren't always
0: your destiny. So. I love that. I think sometimes it's, challenge, it's other people who challenge you that give you that extra motivation, but you also mentioned your kids being a part of that motivation too. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jalen?
2: Uh, yeah, so I had a similar moment. I think it was um, freshman year, so I originally went to a private school and I was playing sports and then COVID happened, I transferred and I was just like, all right, where do I go from here? Like my whole sole purpose getting into college was, or not professional athletes, but um, just being a college athlete in general. And that was a lot of like my time spent. I think at that point it was more than half my life spent playing uh, sports. And then realizing that I had to step away from that to like see what's next. So I think just going through that on top of having to transfer and not knowing the steps to transfer, um, I think that's something that's definitely not told either in movies. So <laughs> that was that was definitely a point where I was just like, Okay, this is a little much for me. But luckily I have my family and support to help me get through that mental breakdown so that I could build myself back up again. So me
0: about what What are those things that you guys do to shift your mindset? Like, again, you talked about some of the motivators behind it, but like when you're in the thick of it, when you're faced with those challenges, like what shifts your mindset and helps you to get closer to that, that point of being ready to take that next step of action?
1: For me, it's Starbucks. I'm a coffee gal. um, And so I just go and I get myself a coffee and tell myself it can't be a bad day when you got your Starbies love
0: it. Our followers agree, by the way, that was the most popular answer we got on social media was Starbucks, Starbies, my cup of coffee, iced coffee, tea, you name it. If it was caffeine related, they were very <laughs> excited for it. So you're right in line with our followers. How about you, Jalen?
2: Uh, yeah, so this came up yesterday. One of my go-to's for like when I'm really stressed, I need like some type of sugar. And yesterday I decided to bake a batch of cookies and I went through about half of them which is probably not the best idea but like it gets me like uh, okay finally some peace and like helps me like calm my brain down so I can figure out what I need to do next so that's kind of my go-to stress reliever
0: oh well, that's like double the fun because you're getting the baking that's distracting and kind of shifting your focus but then you get to enjoy the treat afterwards and maybe share maybe yeah. no <laughs> Well, I know a lot of our followers talked even about like engaging in some sort of physical activity, going to the gym, taking a walk, kind of getting away from the physical space. I find that that can be really powerful in and of itself is changing your environment. Because when you change your environment, it's like you suddenly can see things a little bit different um, and kind of get a little bit closer to that place of like, okay, now what? What comes next? Any other responses that you guys are seeing that are kind of resonating with you from our followers? Because we had a lot of conversation about this one on social
1: yeah there's one um somebody said a bubble bath with snacks and i'm notorious for leaving my snack wrappers in the bath and then when i go to give my kids a bath the next day i'm like dang it I gotta take the trash out you know and so that's
0: me me and my bubble baths with a good book yes yeah the book's just that's the extra cherry on top how about you jalen any others that sneak out to you there
2: yeah a few of them mentioned working out and i think that's kind of my next go-to, like when the cookies just aren't enough, like I just need to work out to the point where like, I can't even think anymore, I'm just like, oh, I'm so tired, A bath would sound great, shower, a nice cold shower, and then that kind of like wakes you up a bit, so you're like, I'm um, refreshed, like my body's relaxed, I got a little bit of that tension out, and then you're able to get back into the swing of things.
0: Yeah, there was another common one that I saw come up with talking to somebody, whether that was girlfriend, boyfriend, significant other, friend, family member, How is that for you guys? Is that kind of something that you use as an outlet to kind of help shift gears? Because I know for me, that phone call can make all the difference in kind of shifting my mindset and starting to get closer to like, okay, I think I can start taking action and doing something.
1: Definitely. Um, My boyfriend is very logical and sometimes it annoys me because he's so, it is what it is and it's going to be fine and everything will work out. I'm like, but what if it doesn't? What if it doesn't? And so he'll bring me back down when I'm just feeling the heat and he's just so logical. Good for him. <laughs> it's it's definitely helpful to have that conversation with someone that can kind of tell you like, hey, it's gonna be fine. And it might not seem like it now, but it will be and everything will work out. And he likes to joke with me that if there's one thing we're both good at, it's getting through it, figuring it out. So yeah, just
0: getting
2: through it. Yeah, love that. Yeah, for me, um, the biggest, people would be my family and then my girlfriend uh, with my family my dad um, he likes to give us these kind of we call talks but they're actually really useful and at the moment he in the moment like he usually knows when we're stressed like your parents know you the best so he knows when I'm going through stuff and he's just like all right and he gives me this little talk and they kind of just like opened my eyes to the point that like, oh, there is opportunities. Like, especially when I was first transferring, like I was like, I don't know if I should do this. Is this the right path for me? And then he just mentioned that like, you've done all this stuff leading up to this point, like there's no point in giving up now. Like, you know, you're capable of it and I know you're capable of it. You just need to get past this point. And then when he says stuff like that, I'm just like, why did I think of that? Like, (laughs) it's just like, so like, so easy, but yet we don't think about it that way. And another issue i had with that was like when i am in my lowest points like i don't really reach out to people which is one of the biggest issues but he's like you have all these people you have me you have your brother your sister your mom like you have all these people and you're not using them and i think that's something that a lot of us might be going through where we just feel like oh, there's so much on us we don't want to put that on other people so i think that's some mindset that i need to try to limit myself And I've been able to do that more as, like, I progress, like, now that I'm a senior, like, once I get to that point, I'm just like, hey, can you help me out with this? Or I go to my teachers or classmates and stuff like that for help. Yeah,
0: asking for help is hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get past that, like, mental state of, like, I don't want to bug them. Like, I think that's a really big belief is, like, if I ask someone for help, I'm, like, putting my problems on them. But asking for help can be rough. Definitely. I found it's easier for me to kind of
1: pull away from that mindset by telling myself there's professionals, that without my problems, they wouldn't have a job, and it's okay to go to them to keep them busy. And Love that. And I have that resource for free on campus. I didn't know that until last semester, so yeah.
0: That's a powerful way of thinking about it. I know for me, I also have young kids, and so sometimes I have to shift my mindset to What would i want my daughters to hear like if they came to me with what i'm going through right now what would i want to say to them because sometimes that is not the same answer as what i'm telling myself and that's that's a whole different shift in perspective of like okay hold on i don't have to just tough it out i don't have to just do it alone let me shift gears i know there's more i can do so we've talked about kind of ways that we shift our mindset we've started talking a little bit about kind of asking for help because i really think that's a big part of the action. It isn't always part of it, right? Sometimes taking action just means sitting down and working on that assignment, right? But tell me when it comes to asking for help, where do you turn to? Who do you talk to? How do you ask? Because i think how you ask that for help, <laughs> that can be hard in and of itself.
1: Um i have found that it depends on the problem i'm working through. Um if it's my mental health, which can be a big piece of the puzzle for me, especially right now, senior senior year, lots going on. Um, I'm going to the Student Health and Counseling Center and I'm talking to therapists and I'm I'm being an active member of my own mental health and my counseling sessions and just accepting that it's okay to be in that space. Um, I didn't like asking friends because they were very close to situations. And sometimes your friends give you the advice they think you wanna hear and I need, I need the brutal
0: honest sometimes. So there's that. I like that you said that because I have learned over the years that you have to learn who to go to for what you need. There are some people who are never going to fully give you what you need in that moment. And I think that's okay. Like every person in your life serves a purpose, has a time when you need them, but sometimes it's kind of filtering it going, okay, I know I need this. Can this person give that to me? If not, okay, I'm gonna move on, maybe I'll go to this person who I know really can provide that strength for me.
2: Yeah, I would say like, um, it's better to go to more than just one person because I know for me, when I go to one person, I'm just like, doesn't sound like anything I would do. And then I go talk to someone else and it's like, okay, that's more like down my alley of what I'm capable of. So I think just reaching out to as much resources as possible, whether it's family, um, other classmates, I know that they're going through a lot of the similar things you're going through and then teachers, faculty, and then if it does need further assistance, maybe try um, resources we have on campus. But I think getting the most out of everybody's like personal experience would help you better.
0: Soak up the support, right? Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, it's just that reminder that like, you're not alone. And sometimes, like you mentioned earlier, we need that reminder. We need the reminder that like, oh, you have all of these people in your network that can support you. And in the same way, you're amongst good company as college students going through the same thing. How many students are on this campus? Almost 25,000 students. All dealing with a lot of the same similar things too.
2: Another thing I would just like to touch base on is just uh... Like we mentioned, either Starbucks or like for me, it's baking or working out. Um, I would just recommend you guys find what's best for you. Like for some people, they look at that and just like, oh, it's nothing I would want to do. But like, find something that works for you. I know a few of the comments said music, watching movies, um, TV shows, even shopping. So just stuff that like mentally helps you decompress and get back on track, whatever that is, just find what works for you. And I think that's the best way to work through overcoming challenges.
0: So we wrap up every episode of our podcast with a question of the week. And we're talking about overcoming challenges. This might tie into some fears or challenges you may have, but would you rather go skydiving or a cage dive with sharks? And I want you to tell me the answer for why you're choosing it and why you're not choosing the other one. Okay, I've got this. So I work a paintball league um,
1: and some of our events are in Paris, California, where I watch people skydive all day. I have seen more more than enough times uh, a p- parachute, hopefully, with no human. I've been told it's like a backup shoot that they cut off. Anyway, come down and, and very accelerated pace. Uh, skydiving's not for me. However, I do love sharks. I think they're gorgeous little things. They're just misunderstood. Sea puppies. So I would love to go diving with the sharks. Sorry, I can't get over you call them <laughs> sea
0: puppies. <laughs> Great
2: answer, Jalen. I'm gonna be real honest. I don't think we're meant to fly or (laughs) we're not built for swimming, we don't have gills. So both of these questions are pretty terrifying to me, but I hate, absolutely hate the feeling of falling. So I think I'll take my chances with the sharks in the ocean. Hopefully they realize I don't taste good and they try not to eat me.
0: I'm going to leave you guys to the sea puppies. <laughs> I will fall out of the sky and hope for the best, but I, I'm, I'm not, I don't know, the sea puppies thing, it's a little too much for me. <laughs> I love it. Thank you guys both for your answers. Uh, that was a fun note to end this episode on. Uh, thank you to our listeners for tuning in, and we will see you next time on the podcast. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at FS Health Center, where we're going to share more opportunities to take that deeper dive into wellness and to have some fun at the same time. You can also visit our website at Fresnostate.edu/health to learn more about the programs and services available at the Student Health and Counseling Center.